Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Tarek Raba, the president and CEO at Otsuka North America. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Thank very, you for hosting. <laughs> I'm very excited to have you here. Um, we're, we're able to, to, to make this work, get you on. And I know our audience is really looking forward to, to learning a little bit about you. So let's start with that. If you could tell us about your background, be much appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much. So my name is uh, Tarek Raba, and I am currently um, president and CEO of the Otsuka North uh, America uh, Pharma business. I've joined the company since um, last April, so it's been about six months. Uh, but I've been, I've been, I would always say, fortunate to be in this um, in this industry for more than than twenty years. I've, um, as probably you can guess from my accent, I was born and raised in. Um, in, in uh, Lebanon, but I've worked all around the world uh, from uh, Japan uh, until recently in the US in the past uh, uh, six years. And I've been really fortunate to be a part of this of this industry because I um, always say that I came into this industry as a, as a coincidence. And I found this uh, role that now is my mission to um, bring in treatments from the shelves of the research labs and, you know, treatments and, and solutions uh, to the patients from the research labs or from the innovation labs uh, to um, the physicians and um, to the physician basically offices right into um, the patients that actually uh, need this treatment. So I, I find this extremely fulfilling and I'm so happy to um, to to uh, to be part of uh, of this industry industry and specifically Otsuka. Yeah, it was actually one of the things I, I was going to ask you to dive more into. So great great point for us to to kind of dive more into this. Um, it was around you know what excites you about this company. So you gave us a little bit. Talk us through um, in your in your role and what the company is 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 putting together. What else excites you about being at Otsuka? So maybe a couple of points just on on, on Otsuka. Otsuka is a Japan-based uh, company. We are a global pharmaceutical company, and our U.S. headquarters is in Princeton and um, and, and Rockville, Maryland, where I am at, at this moment. Um, I would say that uh, we have been at the forefront of treating serious men mental illness, if you want, since the 1980s. And, um, and that is the time we've introduced um, Abilify with, um, with BMS. Uh, unfortunately today, uh, we are only one of the very few pharmaceutical companies that continues to invest heavily uh, in mental health. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited about being in Otsuka because we are um, developing a diverse portfolio of treatments uh, in pharmaceuticals, whether it's pills or long-acting injectables. Uh, we are investing in digital medicine, digital therapeutics, uh, all to treat um, uh, you know, serious mental Ill illnesses such as uh, depressive disorder, bipolar, and schizophrenia. So I like the fact that at Otsuka, we kind of committed to, to mental health and we're serving these uh, specific unmet, uh, uh, un unmet needs. 
and we are exploring new ways to continue this research, whether it is um, you know, new areas we haven't been uh, or, uh, you know, look at differentiated mechanism of action to get even more, um, you know, treatment efficacy and, um, you know, more safety to patients. Let's let's talk more about the, you, you mentioned research. Um, let's talk a little bit about Otsuka's support of recent research in light of the, the mental health pandemic. Um, can you share some of those details with us and then you know what? Uh, like, what's Atsuka's role in in addressing that pandemic? Yes. Well, thanks so much for this question because this is really, uh, in a way, the, the just of of what we're doing and what we are really most proud about. So, not only, of course, we look at you know making sure that we get um, these treatments and solutions ultimately to patients. Um, I, I think one, one thing is really very very special in Otsuka is that most of our teams are, not most of our teams, all of our teams, I would say, are genuinely um, interested in this area and have, um, you know, passion and commitment and have passed through personal experiences that just increase their commitment to, uh, to, to mental health. Uh, and, uh, you know, recently we have done something that I I think is really important in order for us to continue to tackle this mental health, as you call it, um, uh, pandemic. Uh, and we feel absolutely privileged and, and uh, you know, proud to sponsor a landmark research. Um, it was recently released by a, an institute called the Satcher Health Leadership Institute, which looks at a four-year period between 2016 and 2020. And that is before the pandemic. And basically the, the conclusion is, um, and I know we talk about it a lot, but the conclusion was that we could have saved more than 100,000 lives and more than 250, 278 billion to be exact in, in, in resources. So, um, you know, I, I know it's a little bit unfortunate to us talk about, about this, but it's also important to raise awareness around, around this and hopefully uh, make sure that we, we, we take this, we leverage these findings to do something much better in the, in, in, in the future. The, the report is called The Economic Burden of Mental Health Equities in the, in the United States, and it's led by Daniel Doze, who's a nationally recognized leader in the health equity movement. He's also an executive direct, director of the SHLI. It's really one of a kind report that looks at the human and financial cost of mental, mental health um, equity. Um, uh, you know, so we, uh, again, we look at national est estimates about um, the actual burden of mental health care institutes and, you know, what does it mean? What are the implications on policies, on funding access? To care and 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 resources, uh, and you know one of the things that we discovered is actually nearly six million Americans are not accounted for in national reporting estimates regarding mental mental health care. So it's there's quite a lot of it, but um, you know what, what really is is important is to understand that we can no longer allow you know uh, what we call social determinants. Uh, of health, uh, and I'm talking here about homelessness, lack of access to care and support services, even cultural stigma, unemployment, 
to contribute to this unacceptable suffering and needless loss of life, um, especially especially in the under in the marginalized or the medically under underserved uh, populations. So um, again, I mean, we we look. I, we need to look forward. Uh, we are really encouraged by what we're seeing with some of the work that the Congress, some of the important policymakers are doing to reform the mental health care system. And of course, more importantly, placing equity at the forefront of this policy change to bring the parity and exclusivity we we, we absolutely, absolutely need. So, I mean, Otsuka is absolutely committed. We are committed as a team to continue to be um, some kind of a bridge builder to bring together, uh, let me call it a coalition to address uh, you know, some of these issues and hopefully be able to transform um, the healthcare system into a more patient-centric one, really serving patients where they need and when they, when they need it in their, own, in their own communities. It's a very long story, but it's a very passionate one. We're happy that this report is going to help us at least to understand uh, the, um, uh, the 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 cost of not of not um, you know of not putting these of not using these findings and making some actions in the future. And and, and my last thing, uh, Tarek, for for you as we kind of wrap up here, and thank you for that response. Really appreciate it. Uh, What's next for the company? What are you really looking forward to as we go into Q4 of 2022? Uh, 2022. I said that right. It's weird. Um, yes. And and it's kind of wild that we're almost uh, heading into 2023. So kind of talk us Q4, what you're excited about, and then beyond, again, what you're uh, able to share. Yeah. So, so the beauty about this industry is that it's a very long-term industry. And if you really want to uh, um, invest in healthcare and invest in innovation. You need to take uh, decisions and be very consistent and 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 you know we we'll say persistent uh, in them. So um, we look forward to uh, continue investing in our uh, mental health uh, portfolio and um, and to continue to invest in the future in some areas where um, these areas are not. Um, where there is still significant unmet needs, such as um, PTSD and some other uh, and and some other areas in that uh, in that perspective. Well, Tarek, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, I definitely want to have you come back on again. We'll probably meet up at some of these in-person conferences too. We can do a live session. But uh, congratulations once again uh, on this on this. Uh, this awesome opportunity to, to leave this great company. And I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it, Jared.